Thank you very much. Am I on? Good evening. If you could stand with me, please, and we will read all together. And please open your Bibles in the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. And we will read one verse. Let's read it all together. And after that, we will pause in a moment of a prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Okay, if you're there, begin. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to be here once again this evening. We thank you for the technology that you provided and to us, and especially for this church. I pray, Father, for your working in, in our lives as we heard from your word. I pray that you, you would bless our service this evening, and we pray, Father, that you don't allow us to just come out from this place and not being touched, not being moved, and not being changed by the Holy Spirit. And I pray to those who are watching online, I pray that you would speak into their hearts as well and bless our evening. And we commit to you all these things in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please take your seats. Every day when we do something, uh, it involves a lot of thinking. You agree with that, right? It is impossible for us to to do something without thinking about, uh, without thinking, because uh, we made that way. Our brains are made to think, right? Um, even we are sleeping, our brains never shut down. Can you imagine if your brain shuts down when you're sleeping? I'm not sure what, uh, what will happen to every single one of us, right? Uh, scientists say that about 10,000 thoughts go through human mind each day. I'm not sure about that and how they count that, but I suggest that it is more than that. It is more than just uh, 10,000 thoughts every day. So knowing that there are lots of thinking going on in our lives and knowing that a lot of things that goes through in our minds, okay, it is always important that we evaluate what we are thinking. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul told the church in Philippi that we need to be to think on the things that are godly in the sight of God. He, he told us here in this, uh, in this passage that we have read, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. 
Okay, and then why, the question now, why it is important to evaluate what we think? Have you thought of that? Right? What it is, why is it important to evaluate uh, what we think? Well, the Bible says because we are what we think. Proverbs 23 verse 7 it says, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we are kind of a product of what we think every day of our lives. And you say, well, there are things that I I do every day that I don't think. Uh, I don't think of it. It just it just happened, you know. I just do it, um, and that is true probably. But but your mind is still it's still processing what you are doing, and the reason why you do not think uh, what the, anymore what you do it is because of habit. Habit. You know, if you're, you're driving, and I think most of us are driving here, and especially if you're driving a manual car, right? There's a lot of things that go going on there. And, and at first, I remember when I, I uh, practiced uh, driving back in the Philippines, and most of the cars there are uh, manual. <laughs> you have to learn how to shift the stick, okay? And uh, there's a lot of things that you, you need to think. And it's, it's amazing how, how your mind can do things, even, even you know, you processing it, and until you get that point that you don't think it anymore. You just, your body just, you know, just touch and the shift stick, and uh, uh, there you go. <laughs> you, you can go now. But um, the technology right now, it's like we have a lot of automatic cars right now. So you don't uh, bother um, when to shift, how to shift the, the, the gear, or something like that. Um, one, one, someone said here in this quote like this, sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an act, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap character. And sow a character, reap a destiny. And you see how, how we've become, it starts with a single thought. Things that we think every day in our life. And like for example, if a man would kill someone, he would not just like, oh, I, I, I do it without thinking. No, <laughs> it's impossible because we think. Uh, we think most of the time. So based on the things that we have learned so far, Spiritual battle begins and ultimately, ultimately won or lost in our minds. And the Apostle Paul understands that. And he, he wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And he wants us to, to pull down all those thoughts, all those thinking who exalted itself above God and his word. And that's why it is really important to evaluate the things that we are 
thinking. And the challenge for us this evening that we need to be a peop- to be people of God whose mind, focus, and decisions must base upon the things that are true. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true. What does it mean by that? Well, to to the true, we to to think on the things that are true means uh, means to keep, to cherish, to value, to love all things that are true. And th- this should be our goal. This should be our focus, and this should be our personal mission statement, if you will, to think on things that are true. Every day in our life, whatsoever things are true. Truth. What is truth? Well, I know a man asked that. What is truth? Pontius Pilate asked that to the Lord Jesus Christ. But of course, truth. What is truth? Truth opposed to things that are false and deceitful. And notice, if you look into that, Paul actually listing and on these things, right? The, um, he no, noticed that this is the beginning of Paul's list. We often start with the most important when we are listing on things. I'm not sure about you, but if you're doing groceries, mothers, um, if you're doing groceries, what do you do? Um, you know, you put the important thing first, okay? This is the thing that uh, needs to needs to uh, I get I I should have have it uh, when I go to the groceries. Okay, and so uh, obviously the word the word uh, true embraces truthfulness, embraces honesty, no guile, and no deceitfulness. It is it eliminates the goss- gossip slurs and dishonest, dishonest things. But also, in a broader sense, it is genuine, correct, and not a deceiver of men. And let me give you an example to that. Please turn your Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. This is the Apostle Paul when he when he came to the church of Corinth, he said these words, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear, and in, in much trembling, and my speech, and my speech, and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now you see, Apostle Paul preached the word of God with a genuine intentions. There's no hidden agenda. There's no uh, enticing words. There's nothing in his heart and even in his thought 
to, to gossip people, to, uh, to lead people astray, but he is genuine in his heart. He has no hidden agenda at all. He is true to God, he is true to the word of God, and his motives were pure. And that's what it means to, to be, the word means true. And, and the apostle Paul, he, he, he mentioned it in the, the, the verse that we have read, finally brethren, whatsoever things are true, think on th this thing. So what are the things that are true? Now I have, I've, I've um, you know, if you have an e-sword, something like that, you can easily search for, for the words that are actually close to, to the word. And if you have a study Bible as well, you can do that as well. But I will just give you three verses. Some, uh, uh, let me start with this. John 14, 6. John 14, 6. This is really familiar, right? You can even quote it in your memory, but uh, let's go there. John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus Christ saith unto him, I am the way. What is that two words? The truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So the scripture would tell us that God is truth. He is the only truth. He is the only source of truth as well. So if God is true, then his word must be true. Now look with me in Psalm 119. Psalm 119, verse 160. Psalm 119, verse 160. The word of God says, thy word is true from the beginning, and every one of thy righteous judgments endureth forever. That's the word of God. God's word is true. Okay, so the totality of God's word is true. Now, let's go and find Psalm 19. Psalm 19. Okay, this is also a famous passage, and uh, we have a song or a chorus like this, Psalm, Psalm 19, verse 7 to 11. I just want you to follow along with me as we go into verses 7 to 11, and we will see how the Word of God looks like. The law of the Lord, talking about the Word of God, is perfect, converting the soul the testimony, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Now it says here in verse 10, more to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. In verse 11, moreover, like this, this, uh, this verse here, moreover by them in thy servant warned, 
and in keeping of them there is great reward. Now there you go, and, and the word of God would tell us that keeping the word of God or living according to the word of God brings us great reward. It doesn't say just a reward, but with great reward. You can also you can also read that in Joshua chapter chapter 1 verse 8 that if you want your our life or your life to be successful right we should meditate the word of god day and night okay that's how important the word of god is so if if god is true and his word is true then a person who puts god and his word into heart would have a prayer like this psalm 86 verse 11 it says teach me thy way O lord i will walk in thy truth unite my heart to fear thy name and i and i hope and i pray that this would be our prayer every day that we will not go about in our way without asking the lord to teach us in his ways so that we will not depart neither from the left to the to the right or to the left from his ways that we will walk according to the truths of his word so we need to be devoted in those verses that we we have read we need to be devoted and immerse ourselves on the things of god whatsoever things are true dedicate yourself of the gospel that saved you and be eager to proclaim it and it's you know it's interesting when you re read uh first corinthians that the apostle paul came there and then the second time he came there once again and told them the same gospel why because gospel is not just for the unsaved but it is for us as well the saved because because we tend to forget what jesus christ have done in the cross right and then we tend to slack with our christianity and so we should dedicate ourselves or yourselves on the gospel that saved you and be eager to proclaim it because it is the power of god unto salvation to them that believe in his name not only to dedicate ourselves in the gospel but we must dedicate ourselves unto the doctrines and teachings of god we must read it we must memorize it we should defend it and we must understand it and also we would search it daily the word of god and not just the word of god and the things that are true make it your goal make it your plan and when you're planning in your life you know plan in your life around god and around the word of god we must we we must uh we must plan and make things um in our life you know when we are doing our plans and goals in our life we should plan it around god and his word whatsoever things are true therefore the questions for ourselves tonight what kind of christian am i do i give importance on the things of god and the things that are true 
Now the problem, we live in this generation wherein truth is not absolute anymore. There's no, like, uh, generally speaking, there's no absolute truth. A lot of things we call truth or true back then uh, are now considered false or relative. It's just your opinion, something like that. And many truths in the Bible that used to be accepted in the minds of people, but they are now under scrutiny of people's mind. They, they read the word of God, and then they believe it by faith. That's, that's how we are, and they live it. And many people, Christians, even Christians right now, would just read the word of God and even, not even believe it, but, you know, un, put it under scrutiny. And, and th is this true? Is this, is this true? Something like that. And so, and sadly, many Christians do not put their mind on the things that are true. That they, that they know that, uh, that those things that they heard are true. They don't put their mind onto those things. The things that show them how to be saved, how to stand on the truth, they put lesser and lesser value to whatsoever things are true. Now, if you try to think of it, uh, how many um, uh, Hollywood actress or actor we know? And how many uh, Bible characters we know? Something like that. Uh, a lot of Christians would know that, oh, uh, I love this movie and all. But uh, to say what are the, the, um, the story from the from, from the word of God, they don't even know uh, about it. They have, they put lesser and lesser value to whatever, whatsoever things are true. And so, Christians who, who do not value on things that are true, you know what they become? They became pliable. Easily sway what other people would say, oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I, yeah, I will go to that. And then afterwards they would listen to other preacher. Yes, 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 I will, I will believe that. They become, they became pliable. They became spiritually casual people. You know, casual people, you know, go, just go in, just go out. They became earthly thinkers, earthly thinkers. You know, just looking the horizon. And the opposite is when you read Colossians chapter 4, God told us that to set our affection on things above, to look vertical, not most of the time horizontal. They became earthly thinkers. Not only that, they became indifferent and ambivalent to the things that are true. They are not sure anymore of, of what, are the, what are the things that are true and the things that are false. They are not sure anymore. They are unprepared to defend the Christian faith and they are unprepared to promote and proclaim the things of God. And you know who won if Christians are like these? Who do you think won? 
Satan. Satan won. You know, remember the, the story of Job is that Job is now trying to, trying to, uh, to said to, uh, or Satan is trying to said to God, you know, if, if you gave all, everything to Job, but if you remove all these things, they, he will not, uh, he will not worship you, something like that. And uh, we are trying, those, those Christians who live like these, will just make our Savior be ashamed in the sight of Satan. That's why we see tremendous decline in churches. Younger generation do not have interest on the things of God anymore. Worldliness crept in many churches because we allow standards of the world to be our standards. You know, if you ask ourselves, what is my standard? Where do I base my standards in life? Truth replaced by Christian entertainment. And ultimately, false teacher teachings inside the church. Why? Because there's no truth anymore. People are indifferent. They are ambivalent to the truths of God. Christians, we should realize the importance of the things that are true. Have we become oblivious in the things that are true? Is your mind become ambivalent on whatsoever things are true? If you know that your life becomes, uh, becomes indifferent on the things of God, Satan got you already. Yes, he cannot take your salvation, but what gratitude we can show to Christ to save you, who save us from, and gave everything for, for us. What testimony you would tell the unbelieving friends and co-workers. What will you show for Christ as manifestation of love while you are here? At the judgment seat of Christ, what, what are the things that you honor and gave a crown that you will offer to our Savior. I think the most tragic life of a Christian to live here in this earth is that to live just only to live for himself and not for the things that are of God, the things that are true. And he would live not for Christ and not for the things that are spiritual. Now what should we do? in order to be the kind of Christian that, that think on the things of God and the things that are true. Well, I give you two suggestions here, and let's go first in Romans chapter 12, verse one and two. Romans chapter 12, verses one and two. The word of God says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect 
will of God. We must dedicate our body to God, including our minds. If we surrender our minds, imaginations, and thoughts to Christ, he will empower us through the working of the Holy Spirit to think the things that are true. Things that are true. Go with me also in Ephesians chapter 4. And I like the Apostle Paul as he gave us the formula here. Because we are saved now, there are things, there are things that we should do. And, and one of them found here in verses 22 to 24. He says here, the, uh, verse 22, chapter 4, verse 22 of Ephesians. That ye may put off, okay? That's the first thing that we should do. Put off concerning the former conversation, meaning lifestyle or our old life. So the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's the second. And that, verse 24, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We must fill our minds with whatsoever things are true. We had to get rid of the things, the old self, the old nature, old thinking, and we had to renew our mind through the work of the Holy Spirit, and we should put on. Because if we, like just for example, an empty, a uh, full container, right? Um, every time I have an AC, like a portable AC in my office. Um, every, I don't know, once a day or twice a day, um, uh, it gives me a job to do um, because I had to pull the bucket out and then uh, empty it out and then put it there so that um, it can drain a, a water because this these air conditioning here um, creates like water, right? It's um, condensation, something like that. Uh, science, <laughs> sure, but there's a condensation that is happening in the AC, right? So the air, so the hot, uh, I'm not sure, but uh, that's what it ha what it's go that's going on there. There's water, it produces water, so I have to uh, empty it or once once a day or once the, after two days. So I have to empty it out so that I can use the AC once again. But if you have a running tube, right, you don't have to do it, okay? Um, but I have like there in the, in the office. But of course, um, but, uh, but my point here is that when you free up your mind with the old things, we don't leave it like that. We need to fill in with the things uh, that are true, things that are of God. Okay, put on the new man, which after God in, uh, in, is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, how we, we should do that? Read the word of God daily. Search his word. Study God's word. Do not make the business of life of this world pull you away from whatsoever things are true. Attend church services regularly. 
Well, of course, the word regularly in our state right now is uh, once every two weeks. So, um, but you know what I mean. Attend church services regularly. Serve God faithfully. Take online course so that you can learn more about the doctrines of God. It's not just for the younger ones, uh, but also for everybody, okay? So how, last question that I'll give to you. Have you disciplined your mind to, to think on whatsoever things are true? Let me end, uh, let me end with a story of a boy with a one-track mind. Have you heard this story? One, a boy with a one-track track, uh, mind? So one day a teacher asked this question to, um, to a, little, a little boy in her, in her class. Johnny, Johnny, what is your favorite animal? Well, little Johnny replied, fried chicken, fried chicken. Being a vegetarian and B-A-T-A, you know, people for ethnical treatment of animals, they are, he, uh, she is the supporter of that. The teacher sent Johnny to the principal's office because of saying fried chicken. The next day, the same teacher wanting to give Johnny a second chance and ask him, Johnny, what is your favorite living animal. Well, again, little Johnny answered, chicken, chicken. And then the teacher asked him, out of all various kinds of animals, why is your favorite animal a chicken? Little Johnny said, because I love fried chicken. Off to the principal's office. Johnny went and sent again. The next day, the teacher wanting to take Johnny in a different direction and ask him, who is the famous person you admire most? Well, little Johnny replied, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> little Johnny had a one-track mind, right? He had a one-track mind. And I want to encourage us this evening, as I close, to have a one-track mind, all of us, not, a, not on fried chicken, like little Johnny, but a one-track minds on whatsoever things are true. One-track minds that focus on Jesus and doing our best to think like Jesus and to act like Jesus. Now let's close in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening that you gave to us and help us dear Lord to to live according to your word or the things that are true help us to remember daily and not to put away our reading of the scripture daily and to spend time with you and to do the things that are pleasing into your sight because we don't want to stand in the front of Jesus Christ with our, with our heads are bowed because we are so ashamed that we did not live according to the things that are true. 
So, Father, bless the preaching of the word in our hearts, and we commit to you all these things in Christ's name. Amen.